I am unashamed. What about you? This is this is breaking <laughs> news. This is breaking news. Though. I'm embarrassed to even bring this up, <laughs> but since it went, as they say, viral, I will bring it up. Somebody on Facebook declares that Uncle Si passed away, and it it went viral. Which I have to explain all these terms to Phil because he's not familiar. That means like million- I've, yeah, I've died several times. I've been in prison. <laughs> None of it's been true, but then Cy died. He died here two or three years ago. He had a bad. No, he just, this just happened. They found him in the woods. and yeah. He was unresponsive. Yeah, I read it. Yeah, I, read it. Yeah, I, was, I was in Missouri. He was last week. Well, Jay came over to my house, your son-in-law. <laughs> so clarify it before you go any further. Cy's not dead. Well, yet. that's what Jay came over and he said, hey, I just want you to know Cy's alive. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Because uh, the way he said it, I thought, Something oh, he's like in he an emergency attack, room. Right? He's got coronavirus. And like, yeah. don't panic. He's a lie. You know, when somebody says, look, I just want you to know, everything's okay. Well, that means something bad happened. Why would you and, pick a man like Silas Robertson multiple times and say he just died? Well, because like, look at Si. It looks like he could kill over at any minute. I mean, they're just shooting in the dark here, but, you know, Si's looking like he, you know. You know but they but usually sit. you have far more fame than Si has, or me or anybody else around this place, that your death would be like a whoop, whoa. It, it, you know. I don't know. I don't Sai's think pretty my fame. passing is going to be earth-shattering, <laughs> nor Si's. <laughs> Well, I don't know. People, it'll make the news. I tell you, I changed, my, I changed my perspective on Cy when we went, the last event we did, which was recently, when we went to Richmond, Virginia, and I kid you not, I saw at least 10 women basically throw themselves at Cy. That and, is scary. <laughs> Yeah, what that's, is that's scary. The question, Dad, is what is For womanhood? I mean, what's wrong with womanhood in America when you're throwing? Yourself? And I mean, look, it didn't Ooh. matter the race, all different races, mm-hmm. sizes, ages, shapes. I, look, some of them cried. You know, there was a stewardess; just tears were straight. She just said, "I am just absolutely in love with you." And of course, I said, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> Which you. <laughs> He said, but and then well, come si, here, darling. Let to, me take a to picture. To size credit, he would immediately start talking about his flaming redhead that he's married to, and the last thing you want to do is rile her up. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that size fine. You know, Willie, typical Willie, because I noticed now they're selling a duck commander. They have two, two t-shirts. No, 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 no. Well, there's, there's two one. about size, but there's six total ones. Another one is about. Uh, the king or so the founders of social distancing. I noticed that had the duck commander symbol. So now, which I guess is dad kind of uh, duck duck um, commander is selling. So so here's so this is our world t shirt. Yeah, this is our world. <laughs> Somebody makes up a story about. Dude, are si. you supposed to get at least our permission to do this stuff? Just come make a t shirt about you. Yeah yeah yeah. Phil, we're, we're doing, way past that. Uh, Willie, tell me about he it. ain't checked with me about anything <laughs> yeah. in years. This is so, your you know, son. Maybe a this few is the bucks ma- in it. Yeah, I figured. Well, we're gonna use your likeness over here and make t shirts and get them all over the country on yeah yeah social distancing. You know, well. 
I would think, well, give me a well, what's what's what they're paying. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. Because Willie, take that out with your son. It's like yeah. he told me. He said, "Well, I made you famous," and I was like, "Well, how'd you do that?" He's like, "Because you didn't believe that the TV show would work." I'm like, "Okay, what's that got to do anything?" He said, "But I did." And so his no, point is, we, we all, when they said, do, would they pitch the show? Do you want to do the show? Everybody looked around. Well, you know, we'll get back with you. So they leave. The ones that want to do the show, the New Yorkers and the Los Angeles, California crowd. So when they left, y'all's question to me was, what do you think? And I said, I don't think it'd work. A bunch of rednecks shooting ducks. I said, people are not going to watch that. I said, however. I did have a caveat. I said, however. I don't remember the caveat. I said, what if God is be- what if God is behind it? You don't remember yeah. me saying that? I said, what if God's behind it? I said, if that's the case, I said, it'll go ballistic. I yeah. said, so I'm not ruling out that he might have had a – It went ballistic. Some- I mean, I remember the day Sai said – I don't think it'll work unless God's behind it. Then you can't stop it. That's what I said. I mean, speaking of Sai, I do remember the first day when he – got the director out there and said hey you're not directing this and we were like apologizing for our crazy uncle and he's like god almighty's directing this i i remember that day thinking and it kind of made me relax i thought you know so i was probably right i mean it, it so it goes into what you're I saying i know we've converted a lot of people via the since the show came on so you know, it was a pretty good plan, not my, uh, not of my doing or so, any of our doing. One of, one of the shirts is, <clears throat> God's not dead, and neither is Uncle Si, which I thought was catchy, but also, you know, mentions the Almighty. And then one of them is a picture of Si, which doesn't really look like him, but it says, hey, boys, I'm not dead. <laughs> he like he actually dies every two or three years. Oh, yeah. Somebody comes up and well, says I'm, he's dead. First yeah. I've heard of this. You know. No, they, they sent him. They've got it all howled. Somebody said, no, they've flown him to, you know, the well, bigger Phil, hospital. There's been three For different. a person who doesn't have a computer or cell phone, you sure <laughs> are in the know about viral I, conspiracies. Hey, two words, Miss K. I mean, that's all that I need to is? say. Yeah. Well, I know some people that y'all don't know. <laughs> So, I'm blowing smoke. I don't know anybody <laughs> other than y'all. Well, it's so weird. You, you, we'll start talking. It feels like, yeah, I heard. That. I was like, how would you hear it? Somebody- he hadn't heard the latest. But the one dad's referring to about two years ago. So someone said Uncle Si was going to appear <clears throat> at their event, and it was within driving distance of here. And they had never, unfortunately, they had never talked to Uncle Si about him appearing at their event. But they were advertising him. Well, then it gets down to the event. They're doing all the people show up, and they're like, where's Uncle Si? And so somebody at this event said, oh, he was in a terrible car accident. So then that went viral. But Si didn't even know anything about it. And, of course, once they tracked it down, they found out somebody just lied to cover their own rear uh, about you know saying they booked him when they didn't. So, you know, it's just a lot of crazy stuff that you get into. That's a that's – a- pathetic thing so i guess I, I guess i'll have to say because i will save the emails duckcommander.com because some of you are going to say i got to get that shirt so go there and check it out i think you can pre-order them so we're not yeah. really shilling for willie but you're going to ask yeah. me now we, we will get up. zero we will get no money just yeah. know that so, so don't think we're trying to sell you something. no it's not us but i know you're going to want it i probably will wear one just so you can see what willie will appreciate it but i have to give you i have to give willie credit you know he has a compound i mean he's right across the street from me so he's got 
this pond that he turned into a lake. It was a pond. He made it a lake. He built a golf course around it, and he stocked the lake full of fish. He has a tennis court, you know, basketball court. court. Well, now I've noticed since the coronavirus has come out, the whole gated community, which we now have because yeah. we have a gate because of the show. Well, that this is now the playground. Oh, there's also four for, golf holes on it. Don't forget that. Well, that's what I mean. The guy I mentioned. You say golf? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it, well, he's got it where it's actually nine holes, and he's got people. You know, it's just like you pull up to some. If you go to some nice golf place, you know, there's people all the time working. I'm, I'm noticing. I'm looking out there. There's somebody working out there all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, his tee boxes are nice. It, well, it, he's got a couple of guys that work for him that are tremendous. So yeah, they they stay busy. Yeah. So basically, during this. You know, just stay at home. I mean, what is we like, do have a playground? Okay. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so Which now I'm nice. like, we're brothers. I've tried to stay out, stay out of there as much, but now I'm like, you're there's, drone. There's it. nothing else to do. <laughs> so yesterday so, we did a video over there. Stone saw him and he ran over and got the phone. He wanted to get a video of it. Probably for oh, si, yeah, he told me about that. Well, he had it, and he had the one thing they saw. There was two bass and they're spawning, so it was just right there on the close to the bank. But their backs were literally sticking out of the water. I would say ten pound bass. Yeah, they're I mean, in there huge. that big, and so yeah. I couldn't believe it. They were just right there on the bank. You could see them because they were spawning. <clears throat> but yeah, they had Sai over there. Of course, they're doing Sai's doing a little kind of like yours. So Dad's doing a in the in the quarantine with Phil. By the way, if you want to check that out on Blaze TV, which is sort of a, I don't know what you call it, Dad, basically explaining how you've you've been doing the social distance lifestyle for 40 years that we talked about before. So. Basically, uh, if you just wanted, no one said this about it yet, but it's how to make God your hiding place. Well, I, like I like that. that. I like that. All right, that's, that's good. That's just off the top of my head. That's they told me about it. They wanted to. They said, "Well, have things changed for you since the coronavirus?" I said, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I said, "No, see, it, I'm already under quarantine, lockdown, social distance, or whatever you want to call it." <laughs> I said, "I retreated years ago." You have a berm, <laughs> a river, all, right, the way all the way around. What most people don't don't realize is where we're sitting right now and carrying on this conversation. Where we are, as we, we have now about 1,500 acres that the Robertson clan owns, all woods, all. Out of that 1,500 acres right now, today, there's about 15 to 20 acres of the 1,500 that is actually dry ground. Yeah, Everything right. else is flooded. Right. Everything. That's why nobody wants it. That's why nobody wants it. Correct. So that kind of land, people don't go there. Right. Because now you have to go by boat. Right. Well, you'd have to you have couldn't a boat. build a house. You'd have to know, have a boat and know how to get there. Yeah, people ask me how my life has changed during this, and I say, well, I went from a germaphobe to a genius. <laughs> Seriously, because right. now everybody that always Nobody used to make to fun hands. of me because I just I don't you know I'm not, I'm not a touchy feely guy you know I'm like a head nod will work I love the Japanese custom you know you just like I mean they do a little more of a bow but I a head nod's all I need but there's no fluids changing <laughs> change there's no little about fluids I mean particles well, yeah, in I, the I, air I know what you mean you nod your head. Right, but, 
You nod your head. There's no particles. Uh, you know. You just you have a graphic way of explaining things that make me almost nauseated. <laughs> you just throw in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, in normal well, conversation. Turn your head. Put up your elbow to, to cough. I mean, but don't let your ever let your hands touch your face. That you're 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 going down. You just touched your face. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, I just washed my hands. And he did you know. it again. But but I'm just saying, wash your hands every 15 minutes, and they've got it all down to how to survive. But if you pull back from being around a lot of people, now I've had these speaking engagements and all that, you know. But you're back in the back, but meet and greet. You're shaking the hands of. We've sat there for hours yeah, doing that. We, we well, don't. some of that. Look, my hypocrisy only goes so during far. this event, the coronavirus, the, the pandemic. I can understand why they would say you, you might ought to just uh, retreat a little retreat. Well, well so I've retreated, you know, what the show, mainly because I didn't want to get involved in what, all the work. Well, you're in the you're, age bracket though that's sure. concerning. When, and what the show is going to is going to illustrate is a lot of mom and dad's lifestyle, which they picked up from their parents, and they've carried on a lot of the traditions, which I want to know as well, and I want to pass on to my kids and grandkids how to can stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do and live off a of land or a garden or a lot of different things that are still really good. You know, I thought really about it back is. during World War II when everything was rationed. They had what they call victory gardens. And so, you know, the whole country is like it is right now. It was war effort, lockdown. Everything was going to send stuff to troops and, you know, supplies. So everybody, they were like, everybody pulled together and said, we got to have gardens everywhere. So they turned every golf course, every park, Turned into a giant garden. Yeah. And I read yesterday they were producing as many vegetables, just people, as all of the farms put together. See, think I about mean, it, it can be done. Think you know? about it like me. But I never even really thought that seriously about it or that long about it. But you say you don't go shopping ever. No, I haven't shopped in – 40 years. Phil, <laughs> you've never shopped. I've never shopped. Well, he probably did. I've never maybe shopped. when you were young. I don't know. No. I've never <laughs> shopped. But Dan is the man that But Ms. you K have a uses. shopper. We have a shopper for yeah. for things, Miss K, you know, essentials. That's right. You know, cornmeal, flour. <laughs> I mean, you, which, you name essentials, and the first thing on the list was cornmeal. <laughs> Well, that's when you know there's a lot of different you, you, fish can be, I, I can get be brawled or over sticking, yeah, but, yeah. but you catch it. We got fish coming all you the time. You know what's funny? As Willie said, <laughs> I went to the grocery store the other day and bought the essentials, and I thought I was fixed to say, Oh, did you find toilet paper? And he went, Cornmeal and peanut oil. <laughs> that was the truth. I was like, That's it? He's like, That's all I bought. The boy, right, he learned play. well. He did. Let's take a quick break and we'll jump back in. So, one of the issues, of course, with men. Is uh, I guess with women too is uh, they lose. Do women lose their hair? They do. Yeah, I didn't know that. They have thinning hair just like men do. It's usually not quite as severe, and you you rarely see a, a ball woman, I guess. But men, of course, you can go. It's oh, worse with males. There's no. My wife way. has thin hair because she buys all these products that try to make it fuller yeah. or whatever. Right. And I told her I was like, "Hey, thicken it. That's optional with me." <laughs> Well, it's part of it is because it's a hormone issue. Uh, that may be why women do better with it than men. I don't know. I don't know all the science behind it. But I do know that our friends at Keeps are trying to help 
you guys, especially you guys, and I guess maybe the ladies, uh, keep your hair, uh, which is kind of the idea behind their name. So you go to their website, and um, they tell you about the hair loss treatment. It, they have some FDA-approved um, treatments for you there. So check them out. If you're losing your hair and you don't want to lose any more, go to keeps.com slash door. And that's going to give you uh, 50 <coughs> Go to keeps.com slash door. That's going to give you uh, 50% off your first hair treatment uh, because you heard about it on our podcast. So it's keeps.com slash door if you want to check it out and keep some more hair. Yeah, well, so, and you can make your own cornmeal because you can grow corn and then grind it up. So, I mean, you know, so I'm saying it's everything you think of it, but people that live in a large city, which we've been saying for years, that's not a good idea. I mean, we go, sometimes we have to, but that yeah, just seems like a bad idea. I mean, we got a big country. It's not, 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 not good. It's not healthy. You have no way. This happens to you and you're in New York City. You, you talk about the bind. Well, you Thomas Jefferson's old line on it. Jefferson said, I think, as long as Americans will be happy, <clears throat> as long as they have open lands to go to. At that point, they just thought it never ended. Right. But he said, but if they ever get piled on top of one another, as these European cities where we came from, yeah, he said the they'll day. become as corrupt as we are. He's, yeah. but, he, but he had a point. He had a great point. But I think it's more about <laughs> they're just confined – and because you you look at where's the worst place in Louisiana or New Orleans, because a lot of them's like, hey, we're just gonna get drunk, you know, to heck with the virus. Then all of a sudden, well, you yeah. know, the the one got it, five got it, twenty, thirty, a hundred, hundred fifty. I all, mean, all of our casualties have been that one area. Yeah, yeah, no they're all that. combined. But on the germs issue, I mean, I think back to when I was a kid. I mean, we had cow patty fights, and you, you know, I look back at that and think. We were worm. We were wormed every year. I mean, I've so, been I mean, in swamps. That tells before. you something right there. I've gone frog hunting before, where I got home and I'm like, "What? What is this?" And I look in the mirror and I actually have a leech connected to my body that I had <laughs> to get my wife. Be, the powers that be. I think I mentioned it one time on this podcast. I might not have, but uh, they researched the the polio virus. That came through when I was a boy. Yeah. That was the big deal, not oh, cancer. Yeah. It was it was polio, yeah. and they found as they researched it later, when they finally beat it, beat it back. They they found that rural children, rural people, never got it. The yeah. ones that played in the dirt, and they had developed. They they finally decided that they had developed a natural immune Community. system to things like polio. I think one of the problems on this coronavirus while I'm there, and someone may, uh, you know, they they look at me and say, yeah, yeah, I bet he knows what he's talking about. I'm just saying. <laughs> you look like I, a physician. Every doctor that I've talked to, and some we've converted, and I've run into one every once in a while, you know, the old prostate trouble. But I ask them, and every one of them said the same thing when I ask them, do you think that too many antibiotics are being dis- dispensed? Do y'all dispense too much of it? And everyone I've asked that said, no doubt about it. What I'm saying, Al, is during a pandemic or when the next one comes, and when this one is over and whatever, you say, well, if you're already dispensing too many antibiotics, it's lowering the immune system of the population so Correct. that when a viral infection comes along, more people are susceptible. If, look, you got a little cough, you have a cold. 
Well, you don't have to give them antibiotics. Look, it'll be over in three or four days yeah, right without any complications. <clears throat> Most people get on past the common cold or they get over the flu. Most people do. Right. But like they, for sniffles, a little bit of sniffle, they'll give you some antibiotics. Yep. I just think that might be one of the reasons our immune system is not as good as it could be. I think you're right. Look, we're right now, as we're living through all this in Louisiana, because we have a ton of pine trees here, in North Louisiana, I mean, every one of our trucks, how much pine pollen is on oh, I mean, it's, it's an inch deep. Oh, yeah. My eyes were kind of matted up last so night. So I'm saying we walk around. So that's going through your system. Of course, you're going to get you're clogged up, you're coughing and wheezing, and then everybody's like, oh, they got corona. No, we just got pine pollen this much <laughs> on my truck. Yep. You know, and so. Yeah. But, my but back I porch, I ha- we, you know, we put we have to put sheets over all the furniture. I mean, because you we, can't get it out of there. Well, yeah. What if you don't do that? Right. You, you'll be cleaning that. I mean, you might as well just throw it away and start right. over. I've thrown it, it, it away know, before. It, 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 it's utter, uh, to try to explain that to people. The pot when people say, "Oh, yeah, my I bet allergies." People in Georgia know about it because they have a lot of pine trees there. I, I guess mean, it's the same thing. I don't know, but, but you look at a pine tree right now and it's just angry looking. It's just those yellow pods are just, and you it know seems, it's just. Raining. It seems worse this year for some reason. I don't. Well, it's like I have now. to turn my windshield wipers on to remove it off I, the windshield. I, I hose my whole truck hey, down today. Look, look, these. Look at my shoe. If I if I take my shoe off, you see. Look, that's pollen. <laughs> that's that's just, just from walking around. That's from walking around. Yeah, I mean, you've given a little update on how the coronavirus works. <clears throat> it's like little particles of uh, mist. It's like a mist because you can't see it except where it congregates. Yeah, you don't see yeah. the pollen falling, but but that's where it goes on surfaces. Well, if that were the coronavirus on that shoe or on a hard table or on a piece of stainless steel, it stays there three or four or five days. Mm-hmm. Well, you come along and lay something touch it well then you take your hand and here we go there, there you go so but but you wouldn't even know it was there wouldn't know it was there microbes uh so we're going to do a few uh questions uh today from you guys you sent us a lot of great questions and a lot of our biblical discussion comes out of things that you're asking us because we basically want to speak into what you know we we're, we've been studying john and we'll continue to do that but sometimes we like to just dive into what you guys are thinking. And a couple of lighter questions we'll start with today, Jase. And I thought this would be interesting because you can tell the story about Mountain Man. So one Bob <laughs> sent us a question said, uh, I, I, my question is about Mountain Man. I never hear, never hear anything about him since the TV series ended, which why would you? Um, hope all is well with him. <laughs> That wasn't very nice. What I'm just saying, I mean, Mountain Man is a guy living in, you yeah. know, on Shinny Lake. He's he, before the show. I mean, yeah. after the show, he's not me doing a whole lot of stuff. He does have uh, Bob. He does have a radio show that goes out. It's every Tuesday because I've been on it a couple of times. And uh, really, you did. He's asked me to do it several times. No, I've done it a couple. I've times. never done it. Um, and it's really, but he has a, a wide internet audience, so. I just I don't know how to tell you how to find it, but you can Google it. But Mountain Man is doing well. I ran into him fairly recently, and uh, he still does a lot of appearances. Uh, Mountain Man's kind of the he's he's kind of the, I call him he's the uh, the boat and gun show circuit. You know, he does a lot of those kind of things. Uh, Mountain Man. <laughs> he was Willie's uh, air conditioning 
Le- uh, yeah, he's like an electrician. Yeah, air conditioning repairman. So that's how we kind of came about. Willie's like, we got to get this guy on the show because he really talks. Well, I remember him, Willie saying, look, this this guy who uh, just fixed my air conditioner, y'all need to put the camera on him. And right. they said, what's his name? And he said, I think it's Mountain Man. And they were like, for real? Like, yeah, I mean, I, that's all I know. Well, when, I, I don't when know you, you study name. with him. Oh, right. that's, shared a, the gospel that's an it. incredible story. Yeah, that was, that was uh, what I was thinking. Because he fixed Willie's air conditioner. He started being on the uh, – I think this was before the show, though, when I started studying. You may him. have. He was on the first season. The first episode he was on, I, I still remember it, was the garage sale episode. He well, bought the well, he, stuffed squirrel. Well, I just mean I, – I remember him coming to me, and he said he had some questions. <laughs> about you know the bible you know and i I said well look here's what we'll do i said you come by duck commander because every time somebody would ask me about a bible study or you know i would say come duck commander because i had to sit there for eight hours a day building duck calls and i actually welcomed people coming and sitting there we did that for years when we were down here people show up i'm like have a seat because i mean you're trying to break up the monotony yeah well mountain man showed up at duck commander and he like never left he he became a fixture this is before we were filming i'm i'm you know 100 percent sure now that i'm reflecting back on it so basically every day he would ask a question he would tell some stories you know but then we would have a biblical you know discussion and I shared Jesus with him. He kind of got into his past and, you know, all the, you know, it's like everybody else, all the messes that have occurred and the broken relationships. And I remember it went on for months. It months. But, you know, it now it doesn't surprise me because everything that happens is slow. <laughs> you know, the- until, until this moment, he left one day. Because he's real quiet, you know. I mean, I went through Jesus again. Because I, I literally went over the same thing over and over. I mean, it went on for almost a year. And uh, he called me, which was weird because I didn't even know he had a cell phone. And I sure as heck don't remember giving him my number. But, it, you know, but he called me and it, I, it said Mountain Man. So I was like, did he get my phone and put his number? Which I think he did. <laughs> he put his number in my phone and put mountain man, well, and, man. and then he called me because i had no activity with him so I, I was i remember looking like i didn't put his name in my phone but he did which was fine yeah i have a passcode now so that'll never happen again <laughs> but <laughs> oh mountain man's hang on hold, hold that we'll let you visit let's take a quick break so he calls me up and i'm like hey and he, he doesn't say anything, which is unusual. No guttural utterances. <laughs> I said, Mountain Man, did you put your name in my phone? That That's what I was getting on him about. I thought he was playing a trick. And he said, mm, I need you to baptize me right now. <laughs> What he said, and I said, when you well, com- when you confronted him about the phone, that was his answer. I said, "Well, where are you at?" He said, "I'm in your backyard at your pool." <laughs> I said, Man, I'm not even home. <laughs> so I called Missy, and I'm like, "Don't panic, but Mountain Man's in our backyard." <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, he's broken up. Because then he just. Oh, so he, he was like emotional then. Oh, then he just <laughs> lost it. And uh, which was really kind of just moving. It's powerful, yeah. And I'll uh, tell you what, he's been here ever since. Oh yeah. So it so was a I, really beautiful moment, you know, for two such ugly guys as me and Mountain Man and we invited a few friends back there and I mean, I'm telling you, it it was so shocking because yeah. he never gave any impression of that he wasn't saved or that he would just ask questions. I would share a conversation. That's really, really it. I, I wasn't trying to, you know, in quotations, convert. What Jace him. is trying to say is, Mountain Man is a lot smarter than he sounds. Yeah, he is. Well, and he look, is. so so I back then before I came to the show, so I was still working at the church. And so somebody handed him a note and said, Mount Man got baptized this week, you know, because he had been coming to Whitesville Road. So I got up to announce. I said, hey, great news, everybody. And then I realized when I looked down at the thing, I have no idea what his real name is. No. I mean, I'm about yeah. to announce him to the church. Now. Right. I so now. I said, so look, this is, you know, there's 800 people here. It's a Sunday morning. I said, hey, good news, everybody. Mount Man got baptized. And everybody claps, you know. So I said, Mount Man, are you here? And he said, yeah. And he was in the back, and he stood up, and I said, "What's your name?" Because I know it's not Mountain Man. And he went Tim Garardi from the back. He just hollered it out across the thing. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. Everybody that. just busted out. That's laughing. his name. His name is Tim Garardi. Oh, I learned Tim something Garardi? today. Garardi. Yeah, and he has a book called uh, which you need to check out. It's very funny. It's almost like a little small gift book, but he it's, wrote a book. Yeah, it's, it's called Keeping a Slow Profile. Huh. That's the name of it. Who knew? But it's funny. It's got some funny. I learned a lot about Mountain Man. I didn't know. A few months ago, I was at an event, and uh, you know, there's a few hundred people there. And they said, we got somebody to introduce you. you know? So I'm, I'm backstage, and I hear, well, and I thought, that sounds like Mountain Man. I looked out there, and I thought, they have a Mountain Man lookalike. Because I didn't know he was going to be there. I mean, we were way off somewhere, you know. And he was like, "Man, it was him. It was Mountain Man. They did the same thing with me inside Minnesota. And look, he after about three minutes, I just leaned my head out and said, "Hey, that's good." <laughs> Everybody laughed. Oh yeah, because he was like, "Well, let me tell you about old Jace." But I mean, it was three minutes just to get to that point, and I'm like. Are you going to introduce me or roast me? Because this is, you know, it's like a slow roast, you know. Well, that's what I said about his book. I said, you know, it's a small book. It's probably about a 45-minute read if you just read it. I said, but if you read it as Mountain Man speaks it, it'll take you half a day, you know, just to to read the whole book. So anyway, he's he's doing well, uh, which is all good. Uh, One more, uh, someone says, um, they asked about my ink work, which I guess is, now the common term for tattoos, what? and I don't know if they, oh. I don't know if they've just seen it or if I mentioned it at some point on the show. So I, I have two tattoos uh, that I got at sixteen. I was sixteen years old. And so what was your thinking? I think I'll have someone indelibly write in ink "Owl" on my forearm. Well, it's worse. It's on worse. The top than, side. What? It's worse than that, Dad. So three of us got together, heavily drinking back in uh. that day. I was sixteen years old. Um, you know, a bottle of something. And so Greg Epinette, our old pal, had self he'd given himself a tattoo, took two needles and tied them together with thread, and then he's dipping them in ink and gave himself a tattoo. So me and Bubba, my friend, thought it's a great idea after dr- heavily drinking to let him then give us tattoos. Oh, so, so Greg gave you that? That's Greg Epinette's work right there. And look, it's prison quality. Here's my other one. So I'm so proud what of What is it, yeah. mother? No. No. 
it's the it's well because you were dating a girl i was dating a girl named donna and that yeah. so that's supposed to be a d but i sense that it's zero which was the brain cells that went into yeah. something it's beginning like that. to all come together for me because i said what kind of thinking did you have <laughs> it was no thinking it was, it was stupidity called inebriated thinking. which was kind of funny now that everybody's getting tattoos like I mean, I just met a guy in Maryland that's like his sleeves, his legs. I mean, he's got. I mean, I was like, dude, I, I don't, I can't. I, I'd have to read you. It'd take me a week. I kind of don't mind it because it's pretty good camouflage. You know, you could get it on your face, then you wouldn't have any more face paint. Because now that's some the people thing. do it. Oh yeah, yeah, they're putting it on their face. Yeah, I did a lot of stupid things. I'm a very <laughs> sinful man, but. Getting a tattoo never crossed my mind. Well, it's something I regretted. And then some people say, well, you know, you should get something to cover it up because now everybody's getting tattoos. But I thought, you know, it was stupid for me the first go around. So I just I'm done with that. I'm waiting till it gets cheap and easy to take it out. But so far, amazingly, because I've looked into it. It's expensive to get them removed. And you, and it takes you like all these laser treatments over a long period of time. And nah, it's, it's not worth it. So it's not worth it. So I'm just like, you know what? It was a dumb move. I used to do it when I'd speak to youth groups and stuff. I'd show them that about it. This is is why you don't drink at 16 to get drunk and make stupid decisions. So anyway. But I'm not down on people in ink work. Apparently people love it now. I I mean, mean, to me. Your son, Reed, is – how many has he got? Tons, tons, and so and Alex has them too. I don't, know, this... I don't really have a you know thing with it. Some people like you know. There's a verse somewhere in I don't know Ezekiel or someplace where it was kind of negative, and so people are like, it's it's not godly. You know, I don't think I there's don't think anything wrong with either. it whatsoever. I mean, that if that was the old law, that, right? That that <clears throat> has been done and it's over. And the good thing is I'll always know who I am if I ever get dementia. I got the name right there. Plus that reminds so. you don't don't be stupid anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I look at like it and some say, people don't today, drink bottles of tequila. That's some right. people today they uh they'll do like the gospel scent signal, you know, with oh, yeah. the arrow coming down and the cross oh, yeah. and they'll have the tomb and the arrow going back up and so I'm like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> So let's take a quick break, uh, and then we've got one question, which actually can lead to um, something a little bit more serious that uh, we'll get to in a minute. So uh, Sheila, that was Tommy, by the way. Well, I wanted to say that, you know, I don't know if I've shared this before, but my most disturbing encounter was a woman. I was at an Academy store promotion. This is like year one of Duck Dynasty. What, when was it? Uh, 2012. So 2012, I get there too early. So I I see the academy, you know, but I'm there too early. I drove. So I pull on the other side of the parking lot to wait till the allot, you know, the time. It's like 1230 was when I was supposed to be there, and I get there at 12. Well, this old beat-up Volkswagen pulls up, and a couple gets out with a kid. So I'm assuming married couple, and the girl is just screaming. I'm your biggest fan. I rolled down my window. How you doing? You know, I'm your biggest fan. I was like, really? Because, you know, I'm like, this is not my time yet. I'll be over there in just a second. You know, I think it was Lafayette. Was where was it? And she's like, you sound no. like Jesus and John too. My time has not yet come. She's like, no, I am. And I went, yeah. And when she did that, she said, no, I'll show you. And so she started unbuttoning her shorts. She had a little kind of tank top on shorts and i was thinking 
Where's this going? <laughs> she peels down the shorts and underwear, and there's a fresh tattoo of the Duck Commander logo in a place that she shouldn't be showing me. <laughs> so I look immediately at what I think is her husband, thinking, this has gotten awkward. <laughs> and he, look, he did this. Help me do something. He did this. He went, <laughs> an affirmative nod. I look over at the kid, and he's like. Got his hands over his he's eyes. He's got his hands over his eyes. We're in the middle of a shopping center parking lot. And she's pulling her pants down. Pulled her pants down and showed me a tattoo when you were talking about the tattoos. And I thought, how under the influence were you? I mean, to tattoo the Duck Commander insignia on a place that only your husband should see. But now I'm in that camp. <laughs> you can't unsee it. Yeah, Here's one, what's funny. One so, walked up to me and started pulling her pants down. I said, easy, easy. <laughs> I said, you're getting down in a no man's land. And she said, I said, what are you doing? And, and of course, there was some dude there with her. And she said, will you sign here? No, I would have said, said absolutely not. I said, so you want me to autograph your the lower part of your tummy? She said, yeah. I said, I said, I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, that's vague. She said. You got to be more defensive. She looks at her. Boyfriend or husband, whoever it was, she oh, said, geez. the reason I want you to do that is I'm pregnant. And I just, I know you're a Jesus man. So I just thought it might help my pregnancy. And I said, oh, gee, well, since you, you put did it, that it way, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> well, you've tried I'm, to rationalize it. It was one of these deals like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I just. All the things you've done for the I Almighty. Put my name on it. <laughs> a year goes by, I'm at the same event. <clears throat> And some woman walks up with a child in her arms. She said, you remember me? And I said, eh, it seemed like I've seen you. Yeah, I didn't know who she was. And she said, I was the one you, you saw. It, it all came out great. And I thought, well, good for you. There you, you go. go. Here, sign my child's forehead now. She showed me her child, and, you know, he was a healthy child. So I wouldn't have told Miss Kay that story. <laughs> I don't what, think I ever did tell her that What's one. funny is I'm in the oh, event, you know, and 100 people in, and, and here's this girl again. She's like, now she stood in line, and she's like, remember me? And I was like, uh, yeah, I, I will never forget you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not that that was classified in disturbed fans, but you were talking about the tattoos. I just thought I'd share one of my weird So what other questions you got there? Uh well I've got time probably for one question and this one I thought was funny, but then also another person, uh, Sheila, uh said she loved her podcast. She said, We know Jace was smart when it came to women, which I laughed when I read that because I thought, why would you think that? But then I think she meant because you talked about only dating Missy, or only yeah. you know that you missed. I think that's what she meant. And she then she said, "Did Willie ever have problems with women?" Which I thought was pretty funny. I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I, he had a couple of girlfriends, but I don't think. Uh, I think Willie kind of, for the most part, I think he did pretty did, well. Yeah, didn't have any any major. Problem. He certainly he, married. He certainly way out kicked the covers by marrying Corey. Yeah, uh, for him. I mean, Corey's great. She's been. I mean, together they're amazing. But she, yeah. she's a tremendous woman. So I don't know that he did. I thought it was funny. But then Cole from Minnesota said, and I thought this was good. Jace, how did how do you how did you motivate yourself to wait on God to bring you your wife? And what do you need in your life to prepare for a healthy relationship? Which I thought was a pretty good question. That's a good question. I think 
The number one thing I did in high school, because, you know, I didn't look like this. I was athletic. You know, I had girls interested is what my point is. You look normal, yeah. But every time I sensed any kind of darkness or any kind of, uh, like if they ever used a four-letter word, oh, I'm out. I, I am just, that was the biggest thing I did was, you know, because I rearranged my schedule one year when I was a junior because I saw this girl. You know how you have love at first sight? And I thought, that's the girl I'm going to marry. I mean, she just looked like a goddess. So I rearranged my schedule. I dropped French because I was failing anyway. And I, cause <laughs> I, I followed her. I stalked her a little bit and figured out her schedule. And I realized she was in like a home ec class. <clears throat> and uh, so I changed my schedule to get in that class. So I walked in. And the seat, the only seat open was right behind her. And I thought, this is a sign from God. I've already made the decision. I've rearranged my schedule. You dropped so her. You, you love her and you're ready to spend I, the rest of your love, life with her. I am in yep. love with this but woman. she doesn't know this. She doesn't. If She's only, never even met If me. only you had known French, you could have said something romantic. Let's take one last break and finish the story. So I immediately make my move. I don't wait. I, said, I love you, and will you marry me? No, I just said. <laughs> I said of all the seats to be open behind the best looking woman in here. That's what I said. That was your line. Pretty good line. Not bad. And she turned around and kind of said something funny, and then about the tenth word, she dropped an f bomb, not in a negative way. And you're thinking, and look, you're thinking, surely not. I thought, well. There went that dream. <laughs> Apparently, oh, I'm I, no longer in love with that one. And then I had she then was I, using French. That was the problem. If you'd only not see, that was her look, version. Then I had to gut out that class. And look, then I looked around. I was the only guy in there. I mean, you're talking about a dumb stunt. That's the equivalent to getting a tattoo <laughs> all over a girl that I didn't know. And now you had to sit behind her the whole semester and just foul mouth <laughs> dr- on drugs. Just a thug. She just looked awesome, but the rest of her was a nightmare. <laughs> and trust me, I bet she didn't look that way for long. You know, when you're 16, you can get away with a lot. But yep. so, and she didn't say excuse my French either, did she? So what I did was I just. I quit trying to, number one, that taught me, quit looking at the outward. I mean, I'm just not worried about that. Which is and, uh, I, You know, about the time I said I'm done with, with girls because they just, I couldn't find one that I thought was spiritually minded. And about the time I said I'm done with them, that's when I met Missy. Yeah. Because I was dating a girl who was. When so, did you decide you loved her? Well, that was tricky because so uh, wasn't love I would at say first sight. no because I just thought this won't work because I thought she looks way too good she's way too I looked at her as kind of yuppified and because she went to a private school she and, got a little yuppishness about her yeah and they were kind of uppity like and I just thought she this ain't gonna work she's way too good looking for this to work that's what I was thinking basically this thought is, she's she's out of your league I, that's what I thought I thought this won't work so I I would say it took about a year and a half and uh actually you'll remember this. We had been dating a year and a half. No, I love, you know, and all that. I mean, I, you know, we kissed a little bit, but, that, but it just wasn't that physical, and there was no mention of love for a year and a half. But we were out a camp out 
which is right across from our uh, property, the dog, we were on Franklin's property. Hmm. We had had a house church camp out. I remember that or, camp uh, out. Yeah, yeah. We were out there in the trees. <laughs> we used to do them fairly recently. Yeah, we sang songs, you know. Everybody brought sleeping bags. It got real oh, cold, you know. And so we were snuggling under the sleeping bag. Uh, you know, no, no, I've already, I've been real clear. I waited till I got married before there was any kind of things going on. But, and uh, so I think I asked her if she loved me. I think that's how it got started. I At said, the camp out. Yeah. I said, do you so love So you didn't me? say, I love you. You no. asked her first. I said, do you love me? <laughs> and she said, <laughs> boy, you were really putting it out there. I mean, if you get I a thought, no there, that I thought it was a profound camp out question. over. Yeah. She said, I love you. And she said, do you love me? And I went, yep. That's when, that's when, that was the day. She got mad, though. So then I thought, well, maybe not. Because she got mad because all I said was, yep. She said, well, say it. I said, I said, yep. <laughs> that's why you didn't say it. You asked her that day. She that said a, it, That was I a did. dad move there. Because to this day, Miss Kay asked me that all the time. Oh, Do she wants you me? to say it. Do you love me? She's want me to say well, it. They want, I think at 70, however old you are, you need to say it at this point. You need to go after we finish it. You didn't walk down there and say, "Kay, I love you." I Do it think, on camera. I for think the show. I've said it more in the last couple of years. I'm getting into my seventies now. I thought, you know, by the time I get to be in my 80s, if I don't start telling her I love her at some point, she <laughs> may feel, start you need to do it unprovoked. <laughs> don't wait till she asks you. You know, you just need to do it. Yeah, when she stood over my bed that time, Uh-oh. and I and I opened one eye, and I, 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 she was just standing there, and I said, I was like. How's it going? What, what do you want? I mean, I, I didn't say, what do you want? I just thought, kind of like, what? what uh, why are you standing over me? And she said, do you love me? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and she said to me, write it down. And I said, write it down in blood. Yeah. I said, I said, write it down. I said, I'll do that. So I just turned it over and went to sleep. The next morning, I get up, and there's a there's a piece of paper, a blank sheet of paper, and a pen. And Ready for you to write down in what my you chair. Said. I had my coffee in my hand. I looked down. I said, "That woman, she she's serious. She's serious. Write it down. So I wrote down on a piece of paper, "Miss K, I love you. I always have. I always will." I signed my name, and I set it up on the edge of the chair. Well, I came back. It's gone. I went out running my nets or whatever, came back, it was gone. This was way back, way, way back. Look, I looked that evening when I came in to get in my bed, take me a nap. I looked over that she had taped it on her side of the bed to the bed rail on the back. She had taped that. It's still there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw it recently. It's kind of tearing now and yellowed. I'm like... Well, that's so how that's much when I that's when I came to a strong, studied opinion and a conclusion that when God made women, Al, He made very strange creatures. Well, tell them you love them. That's all did. I have to say. Tell them right, you we, love them. We gotta so, go. Yeah, we gotta go. Um, good question to end on. Thank you, Cole, for that and uh, all the other questions. We'll probably answer a few more on the next podcast because we had some good stuff uh, that you guys are sending us. Keep watching. Uh, keep listening. Check out uh, In the Quarantine with Phil uh, over on Blaze TV. I think you might like that. Learn some good stuff as well. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.
So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast. 